You're listening to the new music show, playing new releases from around the UK. Hello, good evening and welcome. So this is uh, episode two of season two. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, We have got a packed show of new music right the way throughout the four corners of the UK. Uh, We've got a bit of EDM, uh, we've got a bit of rock. Uh, We've got our special new feature, a songwriter interview with Katie King. Katie's uh, living in Liverpool at the moment, uh, originally from Reading. And uh, we've also got a special new feature as well, which is our music professional uh, interview. So all the professional people that work behind the scenes. And uh, to kick this series off, we've got uh, an interview with Chris Mitchell. He's a composer, songwriter and producer. He's going to tell us all about uh, what it's like to run your own studio and compose music for films. So uh, let's get on with the music and... To kick us off tonight, we have a, a new track. It's called Victim of the Groove and it's by Tom Alton. what we needed that was tom alton all the way from cardiff uh that was uh sent in the show by richard thanks richard um if you want to send in some tracks to the show all you've got to do is go to our website www.com 
thenewmusic.show. Hit the uh, link called Submit Your Track. Send it in and uh, one of us in the team will review the track. We are still reviewing tracks from three weeks ago. We've had about 400 tracks sent in. Uh, So thank you very much for sending them in. Keep sending them in because we love listening to them. And uh, what we're looking for is not demos. We're looking for releases. So if you've worked hard on your song and your production and you're ready to to send it into a radio show or a podcast, that's what we want to hear. Uh, We've had a few demos sent in so sadly we can't play those uh, because we're really looking for sort of top level production and a really good song as well so our second track tonight is called hollow tree by cosmic rays and they're from shrewsbury and so uh, let us know what you think of this one i 
I really like that song. Thank you so much for sending that, sending that in, Shane. Uh, so that was Cosmic Rays from Shrewsbury. They, uh, they've they been going um, since 2008, but when I first heard it, I thought uh, synthesised bass line was a bit electronic. But then when the whole band came in, the whole arrangement came in, I don't know about you, but I could hear a bit of Human League. Um, I could actually hear a bit of New Order. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, really cool. Thank you so much for sending that in. Keep in touch with us. Um, and, we, you know, we want to keep playing tracks from our regular listeners. Uh, talking of regular listeners, now this this superstar, I'm going to call him a superstar, uh, his name's Ronan. I played him in season one, uh, one of his songs, and then I, pl- I think I played a second one of his songs, and uh, he'd only released two. This is his third song and honestly listen to the production on this the lyrics uh the vocals are very good lyrics the production's just amazing he's just um hit hit the top of the roof there so keep going ronan uh, we're a big fan and uh can't wait to hear track four of whatever you're doing so uh, take it easy and uh, we'll gladly play this for you I've been locked out and chained down No one heard but I've been screaming from the inside out All these obstacles have been thrown my way But I'm not responsible for the words you say Worries like a heavy
listening to the new music show with Pete Doyle. Hi, so I'm here with Katie King. Hi, Katie. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing very well, thank you. Good. Now, you are a singer-songwriter based in Reading? Uh, yes. I recently moved to Liverpool, um, so I'm having lots of musicy fun up there. But, yeah, originally from Reading. And how long have you been playing playing music and writing music? Playing music probably since I was teeny tiny because I did piano because my parents forced me to. Writing music um, probably since I was about 14. Yeah, I'd say 14 years old. Brilliant. And uh, we, we, we know each other through a band that you yeah. were in. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> um, somewhere in my office studio, I've got an Area 52 mug um, somewhere. No way. Oh, I wish I had. I don't have one. <laughs> That's that really good. sweet. Yeah, I, I always, um, me and my mum were talking the other day about um, how different my life would have turned out had she not, because she went to a festival with her friend and picked up a flyer for Rock Academy. And um, obviously I went and it changed my life. Um, yeah, and we always just sort of say, God, imagine if imagine if I'd never picked up that leaflet, like <laughs> butterfly effect. <laughs> yeah, I remember her coming up to me as well. Cause really? I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a marvellous festival in Reading. Yeah. Um, and we were doing sort of guitar lessons and drum lessons and yeah. jams and stuff. But I'm pleased Brilliant. you did. Yes. I'm you did as well. So uh, tell us a little bit about your journey then into bands and what you did in the band and uh, touring and... Yeah, so um, I started in the Rock Academy, um, having never played in a band before. And really, I'd only played guitar for like half a year. So um, when I joined, I felt a bit, I was in the deep end a little bit. I was very scared because I barely just learned how to play the instrument. And then I was also expected to um, write with it. But um, the people in Area 52 uh, were absolute gems, so lovely, really supportive. Uh, and we were all just children. We were just making music and it was just really good fun. Um, and then we started to take it a bit more seriously in my sort of mid to late teenage years. And then last year I decided that I wanted to go to university um, and that I'd had such an amazing run with the band and I really, really loved it. And I loved the music that we were making. But um, yeah, I just had to education is a massive passion of mine so and I really missed it so I just wanted to make sure that I went before I got too grey. And what are you studying at uni now? Uh, So I'm uh, I'm studying music and technology uh, and I love it I'm so happy that I got onto the course that um, I applied for at Liverpool because Liverpool was my first choice and um, yeah, I didn't really, my A-levels were kind of wobbly because uh, I was so focused on the band and so focused on music. I did well, but um, I think I could have definitely been more academic. But it's, yeah, it's, it's it's confusing when you're that age. You don't really know what you want to do or what's ahead. So, yeah, but in the end, I got onto a lovely course with lovely people. So I'm, I'm happy. Are you at Lippa? Are you? No, um, okay. I'm not a Lippa. I'm at actually uni of the... Right. Red, the original red brick <laughs> excellent yeah 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 and and so as well as in a band you've also done some solo performing as well you write and perform as a solo artist and yeah how have you found that not being in a band are you enjoying it more um 
Uh, well, I did the solo stuff while I was in the band and they were all so supportive of me. It was really lovely. Um, like uh, Rose would come down to my shows sometimes. Um, yeah, but the solo stuff I did back then was very weird and quite um, a bit niche. Uh, I feel like my I now I just write for friends and family and then if other people enjoy it that's a bonus. But um when I was doing solo stuff in Valeros, I got I did some really cool things. I got into a lot of festivals for free just for playing, which was amazing. And I even supported um my favorite band ever, Hers. I uh, probably heard of them from that awful tragedy yes. that happened, but I'm so happy I got to meet them and wow. yeah, um yeah. and yeah, and support them. With um, actually with Aiden from Palm Honey, yeah. So that was really fun. Yeah, that yeah, felt yeah. like proper. That felt like I felt like a musician because I was, you know, playing with. I actually got to play with quite a few different drummers when I did that. Um, when I did the earlier solo stuff, I think I played with four different drummers, and it was so interesting because they all played uh, quite differently, and that was a really fun experience. And now I play drums, so. <laughs> That's I cool. can actually communicate better. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize you played drums. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yes, I'm. I'm playing drums on um, my songs. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I taught myself in lockdown. That was my lockdown skill. <laughs> um, so tell us a bit about your new single. Uh, yeah, I guess it's like a A and B side. I think. Um, so the first track is "You Are Home," which is about. Um, going to a new city and missing where you come from and the people who are there but actually realizing that home is just in the people you love and that they'll always be there and that you can always go back you are home when i am not and i'm alone wherever you are i know i have you to call my own you are home
Merseyside is about uh, the the joy of moving to a new city. They're completely different to me. Um, Merseyside is about, well, I wrote it uh, in my head on the way. I, it was my first day um, in the city. And <laughs> I, I was like, right, I need to go outside because otherwise I'll just stay in my room. Um, so I went out and I bought a mouse map and I was walking back with this mouse mat and I was just like in awe. I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many people. There's so much to do. And I was just like, I'm so glad I got this little mouse mat. And then I got home and then I wrote that because yeah, it felt like I could just cry with how overwhelmed I was with all of the different things that I could do now that I'd moved and started a new chapter in my life. <laughs> in the city, I can't tell what's hard work and what's hard work. The big man in green vests make loud noise in a huge mess. But it only feels real when I catch myself in the bus. Waiting for the green man to hold my hand. I'm just trying to get across. Holding back my tears, I'm trying not to cry. Like what's that I've shed?
there a song that inspired you to want to do music where you think, oh, I love this song? Um, <sighs> that's a really good question. Probably as a child, I absolutely loved um, Cat Stevens. So, yeah, into White Cat Stevens. Outside, a black spider dancing on top of his eye. Red legged chicken stands ready to strive. And I'm asking all my songwriter guests what's what song would they take to the moon with them so is there a song in your what song would i take to the moon yeah yeah a song that you, you, know, you literally there's you on on the moon on your own but you need that song as company what would you take 
oh, I'd probably choose like uh, Saltwater Chicane so that I could just dance. <laughs> that is a tune. sound travel on the moon good question i'm not sure if it does <laughs> debunked <laughs> I don't know. so thanks very much katie for coming on the show it was great hearing your new songs and catching up with you again and seeing what you're up to so good luck with everything you do and keep in touch thank you very much and thank you for having me you're listening to the new music show playing new releases from around the uk
Thank you very much. That was Sam Haynes from Malden uh, with her new song called Vengeance. And before Sam, we had uh, a fantastic interview with Katie. Thank you so much, Katie King, for coming on the show, talking about your your story and your song uh, songs that you, you've written. And uh, she mentioned there and on uh, on the interview that uh, George was the song she would take to the moon. So. Um, I'm actually going to play George's song next week. So you're going to have to tune in next week because George is actually on the show. So George Parnell, he's uh, going to be talking about, he's our songwriter for next week's show. And he's going to be talking about all the work he's been doing when he used to be in a band with Katie, uh, but he's now doing some solo work and also producing as well. And so stay tuned. Coming up tonight, uh, later on uh, this evening, we've got Chris Mitchell, uh, exclusive interview. Chris is a composer, a songwriter, and uh, now a producer. And uh, he's got a fantastic insight to... You know how you um, produce music for for films and and different projects he's working on there and he's also got an exclusive offer just for our listeners tonight so stay tuned to chris mitchell um so coming up now we've got a track that was sent in to the show it's by uh, jays and it's called mind architects and i'll tell you a little bit about uh, about them after the track so have a listen 
Uh, Jay's um, band from Shropshire. Thank you, Amy, for send, sending that into the show. Uh, that's uh, um, called Mind Architect. So, if you want to send in a track uh, to get selected for the podcast, all you've got to do pop on to www.thenewmusic.show, hit submit track, and one of us on the team here will uh, listen to your track and hopefully get it played on the podcast. And by the way, um, the podcast is now on Spotify, uh, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts. It's called. It's on Google Podcasts, and it's uh, it's on about sixteen different directories all across the world. So, uh, we want to promote the UK new music scene, uh, new songs, uh, artists, instrumentals, um, anything that is. As long as you're from the UK, uh, living and working in the UK, we want to hear from you. So please 
pop on the website and uh, send us your tracks. Um, so next track tonight, uh, our sixth track effectively being selected by the panel, is a track called Glow and it's by a, an act called ne- Neonian. Thank you. 
There we are, bit of EDM on the new music show. Who would have thought? Um, so that was uh, a track called "Glow" by Neonian, and uh, our l- our last track before um, Chris Mitchell interview. So stay tuned. Uh, honestly, Chris is such a, a really nice guy, and he's he's just got a, a wealth of experience on composing music. He's now uh, doing film scores. Uh, he's set up his own studio and uh, just happens to be in Reading. Um, pure coincidence, <laughs> I can assure you. Um, and if you if you're a, a promoter or a a producer or um even management uh, just get in touch or you know uh, through the website there's a link on the website the www.thenewmusic.show uh, because this part of our podcast is really dedicated to professionals in the industry who are sort of working behind the artist so earlier on we heard from katie king um and she's a songwriter and we've got every every, every week we'll have different songwriters on and talking about their songs and their new releases and the art and the craft of of carving out a song uh, with the lyrics and the music and but i also want to showcase and shine the light on on the people behind the scenes the managers the producers artist label services you know the industry as we know it now is 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 really um available to anyone uh now uh gone are the days where you had to be in a, a select small group of management who would represent you anyone can now produce write produce record music pretty decent quality as well on on uh on their home equipment and get it up there and distributed online so uh, more and more i'll be featuring the professionals behind the scenes and and advising on how to get your music noticed uh, how to get yourself ready for gigs and festivals as the as the season opens up again so enough about that from me uh more more from chris in a minute so stay tuned uh first of all let's hear from a track called i don't care by the tube heads
You're listening to the new music show with Pete Doyle. So I'm here with Chris Mitchell, composer, songwriter and musician. Hi Chris, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you Pete. Um, I'm sitting here in my studio, so I'm very happy. Brilliant, good, good. And for our listeners, tell us a bit about yourself and why, how you ended up in your own studio. All my life, music's been a really big thing. I, th- I think um, I was very fortunate growing up that it's almost like music was part of the family culture. And uh, so it was just like breathing air. And so in a way, doing an interview like this and you think about what are my favourites? And uh, it's difficult to think about that because music is just natural and normal. It's part of who you are and you've appreciated it from such an early age, but it's so good to to look back and think, how did I get here? And, uh, you know, I had great opportunities growing up uh, doing music at school and in local uh, orchestra and wind band and things like that, and then doing a music degree, which is what brought me to Reading in uh, in the first place. And then working for many years as a freelance musician, touring and session work and arranging and orchestrating and then teaching uh, part time for for the middle season of my career. And now I've gone back to full time freelance composing, producing and, and playing. And so I'm very, very thankful. L- last couple of years uh, is what I've been doing. So what instruments do you play then, Chris? Well, my first instrument was the piano and uh, had a very inspiring um, but eccentric piano teacher used to come to our house every Saturday. Her name was Miss Player, believe it or not. Well, really? And and then I learned to play um, a brass instrument, the tenor horn, in a Salvation Army band, which was part of the family culture, you know, going back several generations. So, you know, music several times a week in rehearsals, um, in a choir and in a band, and then playing on a Sunday. And then I ended up um, on the trombone. And that's what I ended up as my specialist instrument at university. So I've done a lot of classical playing, a lot of rock, jazz and pop playing. Um, So wonderful opportunities on the trombone, but also on the keyboard. So when you were learning an instrument, and you said you had lessons was it sight reading lessons or did you play by ear learn by ear um well all my training was you could say traditional classical training so you know i acquired a lot of experience of reading music and writing music and arranging music um but then later on in fact when it's i came when i first came to reading i started to play in some bands where i had to start to play by ear and learn about chord symbols and all that sort of thing. So I, I started to realise that was a whole new world and I loved it. Let's hear some music. So what, what was the first piece of music that you heard and, and it inspired you to think, I want to create music? Because most of us listen to music and we enjoy it and we consume the music effectively. Um, but not all of us cross the line effectively, right, I want to create music. So was there a piece of music that, that, that inspired you to want to start creating well, the piece that came to mind uh, was by the incredibly inspiring personality, uh, Leonard Bernstein, who was a com- composer, an educator, a conductor. And most people would know him as the composer of West Side Story, you know, that, that awesome musical that's been done so many times, film and stage. And he wrote um, an opera with, with an overture called Candide. 
And when I was playing as a teenager in the sort of Croydon schools wind band with a very inspiring conductor, David Kendall, very ambitious. So a lot of musicians from that band ended up in musical professions. But one of the standout uh, memories for me was on the stage of the Royal Albert Hall with that band playing this overture from Candide and it just gives me goosebumps even now to to remember that moment and at that time I was playing the euphonium so it was a very um, athletic part you could say and a challenge to play and uh, I found it so inspiring. So what made you want to start um, composing and getting involved in local community work? Because you do a lot of work in the community around Reading uh, with the Minsters and also gospel choirs as well. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I'm somebody, I've, I've met a few people like this who've ended up in Reading, but they never planned to be here. And then when they came, uh, there was just such a strong sense of connection and thinking that it's, it's, this is absolutely the right place for me to be. And so I think with that sense of connection, you do feel a kind of community um, focus and a, a sense of wanting to do something for the greater good, if for want of a better phrase. And so over the years, there have been all sorts of opportunities to do things. And so I think it's so important, the credibility. So for me, the most important thing is that the work I'm doing as a composer and setting up uh, Clear Sky Studio, this just amazing space uh, where I'm working and have, having opportunities to do the work that I do, producing recordings for people and doing soundtracks and all sorts of things. Um, but the community involvement, for example, um, um, I've been thrilled to do a, a number of collaborations with Rabble, with, with the theatre company. And right from the word go, as soon as I saw one of their productions, I thought, oh my goodness, the quality of this work is just off the scale, international quality here in Reading. And I've got to know uh, Toby and Danny and have done two or three of their off the block um, events. And then this year I did uh, the radio play with them, Who Killed Arthur Oliver, which was, which was for BBC Radio Berkshire. And a wonderful opportunity to collaborate. Um, and also this year, a new innovation was something we called Music for Healing. And so conscious that many musicians were lacking any opportunities for months to play live, and also inspired by Gareth Malone and his community projects and using music to have an impact on the local community. Um, we set this thing up and it was 10 days uh, every lunchtime outside Reading Minster just for passers-by and anyone that could linger. And it was all instrumental music. And it was a, just a very moving experience. There were a lot of homeless people that connected with it and just loved it, even joined the setup team. You know, they wanted to get involved and help. And that, that was so admirable to see that. 
And then other passers-by were just rooted to the spot, some in tears, some couldn't believe it. Some of the musicians said, this is the first time I've been able to play in public for six or nine months, however long it was. And the Minster staff um, and Richard Ashfield and, and Judith were just incredible to work with. And, and I think it had a big impact on them as well. So that for me is, is um, just gold, you know, to be able to work with people in the local community and bring some encouragement and hopefully some healing. Definitely. I can vouch for that because I was just walking through town on one lunchtime and I heard this music being played and there you were <laughs> outside uh, Reading Minster. <clears throat> uh, it's really good work. And you're going to continue. Have you got any more ideas for festivals for, for the community? Yeah, well, there's a few things this year. We're talking about maybe some more music for healing dates uh, with the team at Reading Minster. And also it's a very special year for Reading because of this 900th anniversary of the founding of Reading Abbey by King Henry I. And so I've been doing research into that and thinking, is there anything, I mean, there are other people in much more um, influential positions who've been giving a lot of thought and planning to it, but you know, that sense of what, what could I do to, to help and support? And an idea I've been working on the last couple of years and developing is the concept of a of a Reading Global Festival. Yeah. And uh, the idea behind that is to ask the question, what is the sound of Reading? And my answer to that is it's the sound of the grassroots and it's yeah. as varied and diverse as possible. And so I've been having meetings and conversations with Reading Borough Council and more recently with the University of Reading. And there's some really exciting developments in the pipeline there, which probably is a bit premature to announce now, but uh, something which could be just really special for, for a lot of people, I'm hoping. And if you broke it down and said there are four uh, constituent parts to this event, uh, one would be Young Sounds. So that is a stage of performance space for musicians of school and university age. Nice. A second space would be called New Sounds, and that's uh, for anyone that aspires to be experimental or innovative. And the third space would be called Heritage Sounds, and that's for absolutely everyone else. So that would be classical rock, jazz, pop, whatever your style, but also some of the cultures from around the world who are resident in Reading. So Fantastic. celebrating that incredible variety and diversity at the grassroots. And the fourth bit, Chef's Table, you know, to celebrate the food scene <laughs> of Reading. So it's, that's the package and hoping very soon to be able to announce something about that. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that, Chris. And and hopefully, you come, can you come back on the show and tell us more when you've got more concrete plans and dates? I would love to. Like, yeah, 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 I would love to. And it, it, it could be quite soon. So, uh, fantastic. Yeah, let's, let's hope and pray. Uh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Stay tuned, everyone, uh, for that. That sounds amazing, Chris. So uh, is there anything of yours I can play for our listeners? Well, the track I decided to, to to offer was from the radio play I did with Rabble Theatre Company. I mean, it's been so inspiring this week to see the Manxi mural appear on the yeah. wall of, of Reading Prison. And I know that Toby and Danny have been very active over a few years with Theatre and Arts Reading Group to really create an incredibly inspiring vision and package for what could be done on that site. Yeah. And the reason for mentioning that is, you know, any chance I get to work with them, um, I'm thrilled. And this year it was this radio play with BBC Radio Berkshire, Who Killed Arthur Oliver, based on a true story of um, an unsolved crime 
in the centre of Reading. I believe it was in the shop that has now been now is Marks and Spencers, and uh, this was one of the tracks that I created for that radio play. Thank you so much, Chris, for, for coming on the show. We, we've known each other a while now and uh, and I'm a big fan of the work you do and also the way you work. And uh, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit here because there are many people um, who compose, produce. Um, some people work on their own, some collaborate, but you very much go way beyond collaboration. You bring communities together. So uh, I wanted to shine a light on you. So thank you very much for coming on the show. And we will put out links to your website so people can get hold get hold of you as the podcast goes live and distributed um is there a song this may sound a strange question but is there a song that you would take to the moon with you well yes at first i thought oh my goodness what am i going to choose and then what came to mind was in 2016 um, my wife Linda and I, we went to a concert at the Royal Albert Hall. It was one of the proms and it featured uh, this incredible musician. You may have heard of him, Jacob Collier. Oh, yeah. And I was I was already a fan of his. And I just checked out before I came on. He was 22 at the time. And it was one of those breathtaking live performances, which we've all been missing so terribly for, for so long now, where he sang his heart out. There was a symphony orchestra backing him. And you could have heard a pin drop at the end. And just, you know, even thinking about that moment now bring, brings brings a sense of emotion because that's what music can do. Uh, it, it, it can touch you so deeply. And I thought, if I'm on the moon, I'd like to be reminded of that moment in time. So the track is called In the Real Early Morning. And, uh, yeah, I hope everyone loves it as much as I do. And I am alone She isn't beside me no more, no more But I feel no sorrow
Wow, that was a lovely piece. I see what you mean, uh, Chris. Uh, thank you for educating me and the listeners as well. Um, and just let's look to the future now. So um, you may have heard, actually, you know, there's there's a lot of plans going on in the Reading area and Thames Valley area, and they're, they're hoping to build a big studio. Shinfield Studios is the current project name for it. Um, would you want to get involved in that in any way? Well, as soon as I heard about that, uh, I was so excited because, you know, I've had opportunities to work at, at Pinewood Studios and visit there. And as soon as you walk through the gates, you're inspired. There's so much history. Yeah. But then shockingly to think there could be a studio with the same footprint um, just across the road from us, the other side of the motorway, uh, a collaboration with the university and speaking to some of the team there, realizing they've got a hundred year vision and they're thinking so big and I find it so inspiring to have conversations with people like that because I, I aspire to think that way myself too and think, wow, what impact would it have on the identity of Reading to have a world-class film and TV studio associated with this town? So I'm very excited about that. They've got this Innovation Valley concept and Cine Valley with the film and TV studios being part of that. So, yeah, anything that we can do to, to support the university with that initiative, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, well, thank you very much, Chris. As always, it's been an honour and a privilege to catch up with you. Um, I'm really looking forward to the work that you're going to be doing around Reading Global Festival. It sounds fantastic. Um, and if people want to get hold of you, how can they get in touch with you? Well, um, I'm on the usual social media channels and my website is chrismitchmusic.com. And just at the moment, cheeky little plug here, yeah. um, I've got a March promotional on because there's some big, big things in the pipeline, but I realized I had a little bit of space this month. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm promoting a song package. So if you're a singer songwriter and maybe you've never recorded anything, or maybe you're very experienced, but you just need to take the next step. Um, it's a third off deal. So, you know, I'm an, my normal charges reduced and it's for producing, uh, mixing and mastering. And there's been some great opportunities already of this type of work. I did an NHS blessing recently, which has been having a lot of uh, radio airtime. It's about to be be used on a, on a BBC One TV programme just to bless all the people that have been working so hard in the NHS. And the reason for mentioning it is that Lucy recorded her harp and her vocals in Cambridge and I sort of coached her and directed her from here in Reading and then put it all together, mixed it, added an orchestra, added solo flute, etc, etc. And it's that type of thing. You might not be able to come into the studio, although we are we found ways to do that very safely. Um, but you could send me something you've recorded and I could make it into something even better. Yeah, brilliant. And, and thank you so much, Chris. And that's an amazing offer. So I would say to anyone, uh, you don't have to live in Reading to take advantage of, of the offer that Chris has put forward there. Um, and I know from personal experience, I've been in your studio. It is heavenly in your studio i am so jealous i've only got a little shed in my back garden but yours is a purpose-built um studio with a separate room uh, as well as the control room and uh, yeah it's fantastic and, and i know we want to work with um artists in the area as well uh, together so but thank you so much for coming on and uh and introducing some new music to our listeners and to me as well and uh, keep in touch you're very welcome pete thank you so much for having me that was fun you're listening to the new music show with Pete Doyle.
So that was Lena and the Lions. Uh, originally, I think, from Sheffield, and then they moved down to London and formed Lena and the Lions. Well, I'll put a link up to their website. Uh, thank you so much, Jude, for sending that in. And prior to Lena, we had a fantastic interview with Chris. So thanks again, Chris, for that uh, for, your, for giving up your time uh, for the show. And as I said, next week we're going to have more, and uh, following weeks, more professionals uh, talking about uh, how they're supporting the artists. So if you want to get in touch um, and be featured um, from all around the UK, I'm really interested in in hearing from uh, all different promoters and producers across the whole UK. Uh, just uh, go to our website, um, thenewmusic.show, www.thenewmusic.show. Uh, we've got links to social on there as well, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just message us and uh, get through and um, we'll be hearing more from Bristol in uh, in next week's episode uh, so thanks uh, very much for getting in touch there they've got some really good community music projects coming over from uh, from Bristol there so we, we're going to talk to them and now our next track is a track called Moonchild from Human History they're from Newcastle Just one reversal 
That was Moonchild by Human History. Thank you very much for sending that into the show. Uh, now, our last track tonight is a band called uh, Salt River Shakedown. Uh, it's a track called Honey. Uh, they're from Glasgow, and uh, this is just being released, so it's a fresh new track from them. And I uh, hope you enjoy. Cheers. Yes, that's what I needed. That was called Honey by Salt River Shakedown. Thank you very much, everyone, for sending in your tracks this week. Uh, if you want to submit a track to the show, all you have to do is go to www.thenewmusic.show, click on Submit a Track, and uh, one of us on the team will, will review the track and hopefully it'll make it through to the final podcast. Thank you so much for listening tonight. This has been episode two of season two of The New Music Show. Uh, 
Great. Thanks to uh, Katie King, our songwriter, uh, interview this week, and also to Chris Mitchell, our composer, producer as well, in our professional services interview as well. If you are running uh, an event or a festival in your area uh, and you're getting ready for the lockdown restrictions to ease, uh, if you're a promoter, if you're a management company, if you're a producer uh, or a recording studio, then just get in touch with us. Uh, pop onto the new music dot show uh, website or connect with us on facebook or twitter or instagram and if you want to get on the show just give us your details and we'll we'll get you booked in and so you can promote yourself as well so uh, if you're writing songs and you're a songwriter again connect with us on the social and uh, and we'll get you booked in because we really want to see um, people from all over the uk um, being inspired to want to write and continue to write songs because this is so important it is a craft that needs to be protected and also encouraged as well so thank you very much for listening uh, my name is pete doyle and uh, have a good week and uh, see you next week you're listening to the new music show with pete doyle